like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, eventually, we're going to get somebody to, to rap on that because I think that's a hard beat. Anybody feel the same or is that just me? Thanks. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of Stats, Sneakers, and Styles. I'm your guy, M. Easy. I am Mr. Nunez coming to educate my co-host today. Let's get it. Trippy D is in the building. What's up? There we go. Now that the pleasantries is over, um, let's jump into these topics. Whew. The NBA playoffs is just about done. We're in the NBA Finals, Warriors versus Celtics. I'm going to start with my guy, Mr. Nunez. Talk to me about your thoughts on the series and then give me a quick prediction. Go ahead. All right. So basically, basically you have a Celtics team who the last 14 games had a heavyweight fight. Seven, teams, seven games against the Bucks. Seven games against the Heat. And their reward is now, okay, Marcus Smart, you're hobbled. Robert Williams, okay, you're hobbled. Go chase Curry, Poole, and Clay around screens for seven games. Really? Like, that's the, it's, it's just not a good matchup. I just, I just don't like the matchup. I think that the Celtics' strength is being able to hone in and lock somebody down, uh, a.k.a. Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Giannis, because who without Middleton was basically an ISO team, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie, which are ISOs. They played three straight ISO teams. This is not a good matchup. As much as everyone talks about the Celtics being first in defense, the Warriors are second, so they may be finesse, but they can they can thug you out too. But all that being said, I got Warriors in five, and Steph finally takes home the MVP. Wow, Drippy D, you've been a Jason Tatum fan all playoffs. Don't tell me about to abandon your man now. I have to, bro. They're going against the Warriors now. That's a good team, but look, Ooh. listen, if anybody can do it. It's Jason Tatum. I just don't see Marcus Smart hobbled up going through all those screens. He's too big. He's not as fast as Curry. He's, he's going to outrun him. He's going to outrun him. I know he's a defensive player of the year, but I got to see him come back up. After SC game one, I might have to change my pick. I want you to remember that, fans. I don't want to switch on you guys. It all depends on Marcus Smart's health. But him being unhealthy, the way I think it looks, I'm seeing Warriors in six. Wow. Wow, wow. Listen, well, I'm not going to abandon Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. Neither am I going to abandon Golden State or the Warriors because I picked this finals after they beat Brooklyn. I told y'all it was going to be the Warriors and the Celtics after they got rid of Brooklyn. So I think this this series is going seven. I think you guys miss uh, representing the defense that the Celtics have. One through six, they can play anybody. And I say six because the guys coming off the bench can play defense too. So be prepared for a long, drawn-out series. My only, my only worry about the Celtics is that they don't play close games well. They, they, they seem to crumble under that pressure. But I do think the Warriors are taking it in seven, and Steph gets his MVP and, and solidifies my man as, you know what I'm saying, on that bottom, that upper echelon. Any final words, gentlemen? Quick notes. Um, Steph is gonna, he's on his way to greatness. If he wins this one, I mean, he's gonna be undoubtedly, after LeBron James retires, the greatest player in the NBA. Anybody disagree? Giannis, but go ahead, Chris. You said you wanted to look like you want to say something. We got, we got Iguodala, we got Porter, and GP2 all coming back to add some defensive presence and to make the Tatum and Brown's life even harder. Okay, all right. Moving on to our next topic is the Major League Baseball. Chris, this is your account. Talk to me about what's going on in baseball. All right, first things first. As long as it it doesn't concern the Red Sox, because once you start talking Red Sox, I'm not paying attention. 
All right, listen, the three of us collectively, we got to talk about Tommy Pham and Jack Peterson. You guys know about that story? Go ahead. Talk to me. All right. All right, so Tommy Fan and Jack Peterson are, like, in a, in a fantasy league. Like, you know, big money league. These guys got bread. So last year in a group chat, Tommy Fan accused Jack Peterson of cheating, which we got to talk about. So long story short, Jack Peterson put a guy who was inactive for that week. He wasn't hurt on the IL. Sorry, on the injury reserve. And then picked somebody else up. Basically tried to cheat the system. You know, that's something that we don't do. ESPN fantasy allows it to happen. So during batting practice on Friday, Jock Peterson basically went up to him. Sorry, Tommy Fan went up to Jock Peterson and basically said, yo, you remember that what happened last year? My man was like a fantasy football? Yeah. Bang. Open, open hand, back slap. The living you know what. Nah, nah, Chris. I don't, I don't like this. Because if, if ESPN allows it, that means it's not cheating. It is cheating. You're in a fantasy league. Stop it. You we know all do fantasy. Yes, and if it's allowed, I'm doing it. What you talking about? That's why this commission is. The commissioner had to run the league. He probably just didn't notice. The guy cheated. So the guy found out when it was too late. And then I guess he felt insulted, you know? He just felt insulted. It's a form of disrespect when you're playing in a fantasy. I know it's not about the money. These guys are millionaires. It had to be for pride. These guys were playing. I, I, I don't know. Was it a money league, Chris? But I know yeah. he got slapped and everything. I just don't know if there was money involved. Was there money involved? Hell yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Well, <laughs> I might have pip slapped them too. <laughs> See, I need more on this story, though, Mr. Nunez, because I, 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 seen the, I seen a little clip that went viral, and it looked like the guy just ate the slap, and that was it. If you smack yeah, yeah. me in public, we brawling, my man. How he just took the slap, and that was it. He knew he was wrong. That's why. <laughs> All right. Listen, guys, we got 45 seconds. We'll, we'll touch on that next week. Um, MLB.com got these five teams as the favorites to win the World Series. Number one, the Dodgers. Number two, the Yankees. Number three, the Mets. Number four, the Astros. Number five, the Padres. Um, D, we're all New Yorkers here. Who do you think has a better chance of making it, the Yankees or the Mets? We got 29 seconds. Go. Yankees. It's going to be the Yankees and the Mets. Subway Series. That's what I'm rooting for, at least. And it looks like it to happen. Go ahead, Dan. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Mets. I like the Mets pitching, but the, I'm a Yankees fan. So I think it's going to be Yankees-Dodgers personally, but that's just – me and I'm a I'm a fringe baseball fan, so uh, what what do I know? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Mets. They're second in um on base percentage, second RBIs. They have the biggest lead in the division, and they're two horses that are out. Back in three weeks. Subway Series, we agree, Chris. Let's go. Anyways, okay, this is a new segment we started. It's called the Jump Ball segment, where we just throw the ball up and just let anybody pick up uh, something they want to talk about. I'll I'll go first. Um, there was a big fight this past weekend. Tank Davis. He took out and knocked out Rolando Roly Poli on the ground. Romero, he got yo play the clip. Yo, got him. Anyways, um, shout out to Tank Davis. I think he did his thing. I think he's the new prominent name in boxing. I personally think I'm, a, I'm personally I'm a fan. I think Tank Davis is that guy. I'm just gonna say that. Um, anybody else want to jump ball? Throw it up. Uh, I, I, okay, I, I'm gonna go first on this one. I'm 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 in love with Tank Davis right now. He is that guy. The new Mike Tyson. He's knocking everybody out. The guys are bigger than him. That guy, Roley, was talking so much smack. I wanted to see him get knocked out. Thanks Word. Word. Thanks for delivering. I had Word. fun. Thank you. Thank you. That was dope. Chris, what you think? Yo, that was a dope fight. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep. I caught the highlights the next day. It was a field tour on Saturday. But not only did your man get knocked out, you can't get knocked out and talk that crazy afterwards, bro. You can't talk like you won the fight after you got put on your ass on national TV, like falling through the ropes and shit. Like, come on, dog. You, you lost. If Take it out like a man. 
and move well, on. If you want three, if it wasn't for the ring, he would have. If it wasn't for the ropes, he would have fell out the ring. Talking all that, he would have fell out like Adrian Brody against Madonna. Mm-hmm. He, he would have done to Nate Robinson. He would have fell on his face like Nate Robinson. <laughs> he has to get the ropes were in there. But I mean, let's <laughs> give him credit. To, he was winning the fight. He was winning the fight in my you eyes. Think so? I was watching the fight. I was, was watching Tank Davis's eyes. I was nervous because I was cheering for Tank. I like Tank, and you know he was whooping his ass, and then mm. Tank hit him, boom, knocked him out. But that's what Tank does. He waits, he waits for his moment, and he executed. So kudos to you, Tank. You are the new Mike Tyson in the game. You're in the top of the game. You're the most entertaining boxer right now. You, Earl Spence Jr. and Crawford are my guys. Those are my top three right now to watch. I love them. Ryan Garcia, I like him too. But he's a little, uh, you know, he's on and off. I feel like he makes a lot of excuses. What do you guys think about the boxers I mentioned? Or who do you think? Who's in your top three, Chris, in the boxing right now? You still got to go Canelo? Uh, Shakur Stevenson and Tank Davis. There go. Okay. Bob Stevenson, Jersey, stand up. Yeah. I think that I got that same exact three. Shout out to Shakur. I know him personally. That's the, I've met him a couple of times. That's the homie. Shout Jersey, stand up. Jersey, stand up. I think um, Davis is definitely a problem. You see what he does to people. And he knocks them out. He's got. I think they said he's got a 92% knockout rate or something like that. Tank Davis? Yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. That's all I'm saying. Tank Davis is that guy, and shout out to Shakur uh, Stevenson. Those are my two guys that I watch in boxing. And we're about to throw it up to another jump ball. Chris, I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw you the ball. Jump it up. Let me catch the ball. First things first. Shout out, big shout out to the New York Rangers. They Ooh. came back three, three two down to beat Carolina, three one down to beat Pittsburgh. Rangers, Ooh. I apologize. I actually played against you game seven. It cost me some money. My apologies. This is so they they are now playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals with ice advantage. That's going to be a thriller. Also, by the way, this marks the third time, third year in a row that the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing a New York team in the Conference Finals. So we got the New York Tampa rivalry brewing not only in hockey but in baseball. And I think the Giants and Tampa Tampa Bay Bucks played each other the last couple of years in the regular season. But I think New York and Tampa might be the the next. Big market, little market, really big competitive robbery. Hey, what are your thoughts? Um, I love it. First of all, as you know, our family lives in Tampa, and we got family from New York. So I'm a Rangers fan from when I was a kid. I don't really watch that much hockey, but I love me some New York Rangers. I've always been a Ranger fan. Let's go, Rangers. You got the two <laughs> best goalies going head-to-head. It's going to be a defensive matchup. I can't wait. Going to be a great series to watch. Okay, right. Wait, 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 wait. Was you falling asleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What's going on? I give you each. I give you. I give you each a hundred dollars if you can name five black guys that play hockey. Let's go for the for, for, for the rest of the tw- a minute twenty eight seconds. If you can give me five black guys that play hockey, I give you hundred dollars. Mm. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Dylan, 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 and Dylan. Because I speak no hockey. No disrespect to anybody that plays hockey. I respect it. Because my way. cousin plays hockey. Hockey is a very tough sport to play. I'm not giving, not downplaying hockey at any point. This, I think hockey athletes are some of the most athletic people on the face of this earth that don't get enough credit for being athletes. But personally, as a sport, I just can't get with it, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell Jesse on you. I, I can't wait till Jesse sees this podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've been to most favorite cousin in the whole world was the best hockey player we knew growing up. That's what I'm saying. I used to go to the games. He was, I, I know, I know what it is. he was black. <laughs> oh. So Come before on, we, we got another 40 seconds, Igor Shesterkin, the goalie of the Rangers, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, in the next two or three years, he will be the king of New York. He will be Derek Jeter. Ah. He will be Eli. Listen, listen, Marnano. Bravo. Listen, when listen, nothing gets the city buzzing, with the exception of maybe the Knicks, than when the Rangers are a good hockey team. Bro, I'm telling you, I know it's not your thing, but the city is buzzing. If they make the Stanley Cup Finals, especially being a team that's going for a three-peat and causing history. Let's that Lord Stanley Cup, baby. Let's go, Okay. Before we move on to uh, Christmas Christmas Kicks, I want to uh, take a moment to uh, uh, acknowledge Jeff Gladley, who died recently. I think it, it was a car crash, correct, Mr. Nunez? Correct. Yes, that's correct. Him, him and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace to uh, Mr. Jeff Gladley. And now life lost too soon. Another one. Listen, the, the, we're not going to even go that route. You know we could talk about that other side of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Let's get to Chris's Crispy Kicks, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Sue. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the third installment of Chris's Crispy Kicks. As always, we will be bringing you three kicks to keep you looking right. So let's start with number one. Listen, Memorial Day just passed. We got to take the time to properly commemorate what more of it is. The time to celebrate our veterans and our troops and, and, and the deceased and those who fought for our country. So for me, and I definitely say my co-host, we salute you and thank you. Actually, so does ASICS because they definitely brought you a Memorial Day military edition of the Sneaker Politics with the, with the camo green and the American flag patch on the front. I would love to get them just to support the troops. You know, similar to the Travis Scott sneakers last week, more of a, a full-time look, joggers, pullover hoodie, simple but fresh clean outfit. As we commemorate Memorial Day, Memorial Day always leads us into the NBA Finals, which brings us to number two. The CB94 Suns, Barkley. Listen, I mean, I need you to call your man Charlemagne and give Phil Knight a donkey today. I'm sure he was thinking, yo, let's release you on June 3rd, today we're the Finals, the Suns are gonna get there. Wrong donkey of the day. That being said, these sneakers are super fresh. We're all in our 30s here. You weren't the man back in the day, you didn't have the Barclays. Especially that colorway to commemorate the Phoenix Suns. It would have been dope if they were in the finals. But nonetheless, that's no copy. From a man who never won the NBA Finals to a man who's never lost in the NBA Finals, we bring you the Oreo Red Sixes, which is, uh, in my opinion, probably the most underrated Jordan of all time. These are slightly different in which the red are a little brighter than the North Burgundy red. And with the white spots that that they're that they're showing, these are a little bit different than your normal sixes. However, but I think they're definitely a lot fresher and definitely a good summertime shoe. So before I give you my take pick of the week, let's throw it to my co-hosts and see what they think. You know what I mean? Listen, I'm a Jordan fan. I'm keep it a buck. I, was, I, I guess I wasn't the man back in the day because I ain't wear them Barkers. I think they're cool. But I didn't wear the Barclays. Those, those other ones, those Asiatics, something, the, the first ones? The Asics. Asics, whatever, they're cool. But you know me, I'm a Jordan guy. I'm wearing number three all day. All day, every day, every color, all, all, in the rain, in the snow, in the mud, all that. I don't want to play ball, to play fashion, Jordans, all day. It could be all. 
Well, I love the Aces. I'm from the 80s. I'm from New York. That's what the dope boys used to wear. Guys used to wear Puma, A6, Sacconis. That's my shit right there. Give me them number ones. I'm fucking with them shits over the Jordans. And the CB34s, I used to have them joints when I was in high school. I love them joints. I don't care if they didn't make the playoffs or not. Them sneakers is fresh. I mean, as a fashion guy, I don't care if the sun's made it or not. What they got to do with the with, with the colors of the, the color scheme and the design of the sneaker? I don't give a fuck. I think those sneakers are dope regardless. I put them as my number one, as a matter of fact. I'll have the A6 number two, and I'll put the Jordans last. Because I feel like everybody wears Jordans. I'm tired of seeing Jordans. Even though I love Jordans, but I like to be a little different. But hey, that's me. I'm Drippy D. That's my take on this thing. And Drippy D, I actually agree with you. Everyone knows I love Jordans, but sometimes you can have a little variety in the closet. And this week's take pick of the week, I definitely got with, with the Barclays. Fans, please leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, the links are in the description. And as always, don't forget to like and press the subscribe button. And MED, in the words of Kendrick Perkins, carry the hell on. Let's go. As we move along, you know what this is? It's the top five. Oh, this is a good one, too. Let's get started. Okay, here we go. This week's top five is the top five NBA storylines in the NBA playoffs this, well, next two weeks. Um, coming in at number five is Ime Udoka, the coach of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> My Alexa just spoke to me. My bad, Alexa. You, he can't be number five? Anyways, coming back to here. Um, Ime Udoka, he's, a, he's the, the new wave of NBA coach. Guys that were used to be players that are now coaches. I think if you're watching now, a lot of the guys that are in the NBA playoffs and NBA finals are coaches that were used to be players. Steve Kerr used to play. Ime Uduka used to play. Steve Nash used to play. The list goes on and on and on. And um, before I go on to the next one, I want to shout the NBA out because it seems like 50% of the NBA has black head coaches, and that's a nod to the NBA. Salute to that. Moving right along to number four. Let's go. My guy, Clay Thompson. You f forgot about Clay? Y'all must have forgot about Clay. No way. Clay's going to prove to y'all that he should have been on that 75 all time team. And you know one thing? When Steph, Clay, and Dre are all healthy, it's an NBA Finals every time. I didn't say they won it, but every time they've been healthy, they've made it to the NBA Finals, and this is not going to change. And Clay Thompson is going to give you and remind you why he's the second greatest shooter. Behind Clay Tom, behind Steph Curry. Moving right along to number three. <sighs> yeah, not too many people talk about this. You're not gonna hear too many people here talk about it. But Danny Ainge is the person that put together that Boston Celtics team you see going running around right now. Marcus Smart, he drafted him. Jason Tatum, he drafted him. Jalen Brown, he drafted him. Al Horford, he brought him back. So give Danny Ainge some credit. He's watching his seeds. Blossom in Boston while he's over there in Utah. Moving right on to number two. Steph Curry. Why is he so hot? Why is he should be no, no. Steph Curry's number two because here's the number one reason that you'll see why. Anyway, Steph, you see the headline. Another chip gives Steph as many as LeBron. Who is the real king of this era? He won one before KD. He won two with KD. And if he wins this one, there's another one without KD. He's with he's got four rings. And if he wins. Finals MVP, he's going to be in that discussion of the upper echelon guys. This is a very big finals for Steph Curry. I don't think, me personally, I don't think this solidifies his greatness, but I think 
in the eyes of most people, this puts him in that upper echelon where you can't not talk about Steph Curry. So good luck to Steph Curry coming in at number one, though. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, you know, so I got to bring it back to me one way or another. These two guys, and I said this uh, when maybe one of our, our practice podcasts, the Celtics and the Warriors are going to the NBA Finals, and KD and Kyrie are going to have to watch their former teams battle it out in the NBA Finals. And that's where we're watching now. And the question is, which one of them regrets leaving their old situation more? KD's legacy is going to be made by him leaving Golden State. That Golden State, those Golden State years is going to form his whole legacy. That soft move going over there and that dumb move from leaving. So KD's got a lot to lose. And Kyrie, he's never really, after he left LeBron, he's never really made his way anywhere. We could say Boston was his former team, but he really was there like that because they made it to the conference finals without him. They played him and he was out early. So it's going to be a lot. And this, don't let nobody that's close to either one of them tell you that they don't care. It's a damn lie. I promise you that. And let's go to my guys and tell me how you feel about the top five NBA headlines in this year's NBA Finals. Come on. I'll start. I, I wish I could argue, but that's actually a pretty... I know. Pretty impressive list. Pretty impressive Pretty impressive list. You, t- you took the time to, you know, shine out two of my light skin brothers, so appreciate you. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let's hold in on, on Stephen, Le- Stephen LeBron for a bit, real quick. So LeBron's won four since t- 2003. Steph has won four since 2009. Sorry, Steph, if he wins, will be four since 2009. Now, I don't think, I still think LeBron is probably the best player of his time, but what are we, de- what are we defining as errors? Ten-year gaps, 15-year gaps. What is an error? Let me cut you up because I, I think about this a lot. I believe an error is when the best player wins his first title to the point where he wins his last title. LeBron's era spends more time than most people because he won at his 19th year or 18th year, whatever it was last year. So I believe an era is when he won his first one to when he won his last one. LeBron's era goes massively longer than anybody else's. Yeah. But go ahead. That's why I believe in areas. But go ahead. All right. I, I, think it's tricky. I think it's a tricky conversation because I feel like if Steph wins the fourth MVP or not, even though I think he will win it, I think it's fair to say that Steph is hands down the player of the decade from 2012 to 2022. I don't even think that's a comparison. LeBron has mm-hmm. one. Sorry. LeBron has, yeah, one to Steph's four. Um, two-time MVP to no MVP, to no MVP for LeBron. So I think, I think it's an unfair discussion. I think we got to chop this up in segments. With something that you said, though, let's, let's go back. Because everyone talks, about, everyone talks about the Warriors, the Bulls, even the Spurs for a bit. Let's not forget that Kobe made seven in ten years and won five of those. No one ever talks about Kobe and his Lakers, but everyone talks about Magic's Lakers. Just a little food for thought that maybe we could talk on a, on a later discussion. But being how we brought up errors, I just want to highlight that. I'm a Kobe fan at some point. I got to bring it back to me. R.I.P. Kobe. I also think it's fitting being how, you know, Jason Tatum did wear the Kobe armband. So Kobe does have some relevance in news nowadays. So just want to just want to highlight that point. <laughs> Drippy, talk to me. What's your, how, your feelings on the top five? Uh, I agree with you with the Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Because, you know, I'm a Brooklyn fan, too. So those guys must be kicking themselves in the ass right now. They both make the bad <laughs> decisions to play with each other. They both can't play defense. They're both looking at each other. They're waiting for both each other to step up, and none of them is doing it. 
you know, they're both getting old. And, you know, uh, I like the Duca one. That was nice. I respect them. And uh, you had a great fit. You, you did a great top five. I usually love to disagree with you, but I can't disagree with you on this one. You know, Curry is um, yeah. going to be the greatest basketball player of our era if he wins. This is a very big topic, subject that even I brought up earlier in the show. Um, I think if he wins, he's just on a whole nother stratosphere. Like, you got to put him up there now with, like, Jordan and LeBron. I don't want to hear no more Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan. We're gonna to have to put Curry in there too now. So I think that's what for. And the way the way I look at this, you guys have all been guys that have been in the nightlife. Um, getting in the club is a is a good feeling because that line outside, you're like, damn, at least I got into the club. Then you look around and like, damn, the VIP, that's popping. I gotta to get to that VIP. Then you get into the VIP, like, oh, there's a VIP to the VIP. Oh, I gotta get in there. I think if Curry wins. He's in the VIP of the VIP. Like, you can't tell him nothing no more. Like, no, man, that's how I feel. But, again, shout out to the, to, to, to the listeners and the fans. If you disagree, hopefully somebody does. I mean, I've never been perfect where everybody agrees with me. I'm just saying. But if you do disagree, leave it in the comments. We will, we will discuss it. We will go back and forth. I like talking back to, the, to you guys. So make sure you like, subscribe, share, and just, you know, be a part of the journey that is stats, sneakers, and styles as we move on to the segment of the show we know you're waiting for. It's that drip or drown. Let's get to it. Welcome to Drip E Certified Drip or Drown. Shouts out to last week's winner, Marcus Smart, for winning the drippiest guy of the week. Give him the stamp of approval, please. Certified Drippy. This week, we got three athletes. The first one is a boxer. He's arguably the greatest boxer of all time. I mean, for God's sakes, he's undefeated. The other two athletes are NFL superstars. One is the 2019 MVP and Heisman Trophy winner. And the other one is a five-time pro bowler and has arguably the best hands in the NFL. Number one, we got Floyd Mayweather wearing Christian Dior short sleeve button up shirt, Christian Dior jeans hemmed up and Christian Dior high top basketball sneakers. Number two, we got Lamar Jackson wearing a boater's hat, Suspenders, Gucci belt, and Gucci loafers. Number three, we got DeAndre Hopkins wearing Balenciaga Parker trench coat, Balenciaga hoodie, Balenciaga baggy rave pants, Crocs, and Balenciaga collab to make these slippers that he's wearing. I think they're dope. I like I like the slippers. Well, guys, what do you think about my three athletes that I got here? I'm going to start with you, Chris. What do you think about these three uh, athletes? Anybody's got <laughs> any opinion? Uh, any, uh, Yo, your, your man, your, your man um, D-Hop looked like uh, Antonio Brown had a favorite competitor. 
just I don't know what the fuck he's doing. The braids, the, the outfit, just just none of it looks good to me. I think I think he's a drown. But I will say, even more than his drown, this Lamar Jackson's trip. That man nailed the Kentucky Derby look, the the, the pastel color look, the hat, the, the the shoes, the loafers, the socks, everything about that outfit is perfect. Even the chain he's rocking, the watch, just he accessorized that shit perfectly. So for me, he's getting my trip for the week. How about you, Ann? How you feel about these two gentlemen here? I, yeah, I, mean, right. I see some prettiness, you know what I mean? I see some potential over here. How you feel? How you feel? Okay. Um, when I see first, I like Lamar Jackson's look, but the first thing I think of in the whole world—that's that fit right there. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. I like it. But what in the world is going on with your man D Hop though? What? He looked like Bane. Like he was. This, that's a Halloween costume, right? He's trying to be Bane. <laughs> Come on, come on, that's not serious. And you said those were slippers? Those look like, those look like some steel-toed construction boots. Like, what are you talking about? Those can't be slippers on his feet, God. There's no way, there's no The new Balenciaga sneakers, um, slippers, I'm sorry. Uh, they, they, they're, um, they had a collab with Crocs. Them shits is Crocs. Anyways, um, my drip goes to Lamar Jackson. And well. Since you started with Lamar Jackson, well, you ended with Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna start with him. You start. I, 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 I think he's dripping. I love the boat hat. I love the suspenders. I love the shoes. Like, like I love the color coordination. Like, if you look on the strip with the boat hat, that's all the colors he's wearing. Everything is popping out. My man, you wow, are. I'm gonna give you a dress. Let me get out the water cut. Lamar, you was looking fly. Number two. I gotta go to you, champ. I don't like the way you cuffing those jeans. They're too high, the, the high water suspenders, not feeling it. I love the Dior jeans, but not the way you flexing them, champ. You know what I'm saying? Then the button on the top of the shirt, I feel like it's pushing in your Adam's apple. I feel like you can't breathe. Like, how do you have it so tight? I feel like your head is about to pop out of your neck, bruh. You look like a Pez dispenser, champ. I'm gonna give you a drown. You drowning. Give him the life raft. Sorry, champ, but I had to give it to you. Now we got to go to D-Hop. D-Hop. Where do I start with you, brother? I love the Crocs. The Crocs is dope. You know what I'm saying? Let me put down this drip down here because you're not going to get a drip. You got to put it down. <laughs> got to put it down. The Crocs is all right. You know what I'm saying? The Balenciaga collab. I'm feeling them joints. But that jacket looks way too heavy. You got on a 90-pound jacket. Looks like you, you, you're struggling just to walk with that, bro. Then on top of it, you look like Clifton Powell from California Love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Brother, what are you doing out here? You look like Wesley Snipes from Blade and Predator had a baby. I got to give you a drown. You were drowning, brother. I'm sorry. That's it for my show today, guys. Shouts out to the three athletes. I love all you guys. And guys, please remember, your opinion counts the most. So comment, subscribe, and smash the like button. Certified Drippy. Yeah. 
we love we always love the drip and drown segment um but that brings today's show to an end we we did christmas crispy we did christmas crispy cakes excuse me that's a lot of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, <laughs> we did christmas crispy cakes we did the drippy d dripper down dripper drown segment and we did our top five so let's get, get into our easy pass joint of the weekend hold up, to- huh? hold up i don't mean to cut you off i'm sorry this this coming from me something i gotta say so em i appreciate you doing the the easy pass tour of the week. It gives someone whose voice normally wouldn't get heard the, the chance to get heard and give it to a different audience, right? Just okay. like we're doing with our platform, right? We're, we're giving our voice to a different audience, right? I don't want to talk about the numbers. I know we're a fun pod here. We joke, we have fun, we bullshit. You know what? There's, there's a lot of real shit going on in this, in this world. So I just want to urge everyone here, everyone listening, first things first, thank you, right? Um... I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to talk about the numbers. We know the numbers, the shootings, everything that's going on in this world. And I personally feel like a lot of it's going on because sometimes people don't have someone to talk to. Sometimes all you need a attaboy. Yo, you got this. You're a good father. You're a good mother. You're a good husband. You're a good dad. Sometimes people just, just need words of encouragement. Just like even with me, I had a little bit of a, you know, lack of confidence when it came to my personal contribution to this platform. And you guys pulled me aside and said, yo, you're good. I know what it's like to be in the rabbit hole. I know what it's like. I know it's like to be fucked up. So, fans, and this is coming from me, and I'm sure everyone else will agree as well. If you're going through some shit, I will hear you out. Leave a comment, send me a DM, and if my two or three minutes of time can save a life or save a disaster, whatever it is I can do, from the bottom of my heart, I beg you to please leave a comment, send me a DM. And if you take anything from me that I ever say on the show, please take this message. I didn't want to end such a bad, such a good show on such a bad note, but it had to be said. I'm going to give you guys a chance to get heard as Emizy takes us home with the East Pass Tour of the Week and give somebody else a chance, their voice to get heard. So Emizy, take us home. Okay, nice, nice words, Chris. So, um, as we get into our uh, Easy Pass Tour of the Week, it's Mr. Papers. It's called Six Thirteen. It's his birthday. It's when it's going to drop, so you're seeing a little exclusive before it drops. Shout out to Mr. Papers. It's Six Thirteen. It's the East guys during the week and we'll see y'all next week mr papers go 613 my mama said i was born on a perfect day i said my mama changed the world these Cartier frames helping me see different I see dinners with whole parties with Steve Riffin Harley on street business, Ferrari I tinted the windows to block the light and catch the wave without the sea sickness Two fists banging my chest Feel like the king of the jungle, want my respect but I'll take it in flesh Fresh off the roller in the state Niggas won't eat until they turn in a dinner plate Incinerate Anybody talking being placed like it's real estate Anybody talking being placed like it's real estate I can never leave, I know my daughter need me and they can never love me, cause I know my daughter love me And I ain't never leave, I know my son will need me Even though you don't see me, I know your heart believe me You see, he came into this game trying to put on for him And she used to want to leave the city and never call this shit her home again He said he just wanted more for him And she looked right in his eye and never called again I'm a Gemini You know, they say we got like two phases of Some shit like that I just say, give me my space 